You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back after missing a week. Yeah, that week just flew by and passed us right by. Uh, especially, probably not the best after we let, ended up on a cliffhanger last week of how my, the rest of my live stream was going and you were going. Uh, did we even mention to anybody you were going to Vegas? No, it was kind of a last minute thing for us. I mean, we were talking about Connecticut, about to finish the last two five day, and then I just went to Vegas instead. So, <laughs> so for the audience, we got all kinds of shit that we've been doing. Just we haven't been recording it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Tons of poker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, more poker than we've played in a long time and just haven't been in front of the microphone in a minute. Uh, I guess let me wrap up that Mohegan Sun uh, hand. Okay. I mean, this is going to be super lackluster. Hopefully no one was holding their breath for this breakdown. But um, I get smashed in the 2-5 game in for like 1,400. I get ace-king all in preflop versus kings for 100 big blinds. Lose and go home sad. Well, that's good. That'll send you home sad. I yeah. will agree. But I mean, that was basically, I mean, the only thing that was even remotely noteworthy. It's uh, you know, I was thinking about you. It's like you're always been the proponent of like just kind of go boss to the wall with Ace King, and I was looking at hustle. I did I did some commentary uh, for Champions on their live stream tonight, and I was trying to look at like some uh, past streams, like uh, at Custler Casino Live to see what they were doing that I could kind of mimic or get any tips. And I saw a big hand, and it was with Andy, and I think her name was Linling, and it was Ace-King versus Ace-King. And and they were 50,000, she was $50,000 deep. Uh, Let me see, she, he three bets her. She four bets to twelve thousand five hundred, and he jams all in for fifty thousand, and she ends up making the fold. And I was like, "Well, wouldn't happen to Tyler on there, <laughs> <laughs> right?" But I mean, I don't know. It's a little different when it's fifty thousand dollars and it's your money. You know, I mean, maybe. Oh, I mean, you're gonna, yeah. I'll definitely let you know how. Uh, that that Ace King, I love like what Jamin said about it the other day, and when it was, uh, what would he say? It was everybody's favorite unpaired piece of shit. <laughs> yep, there you go. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about it these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we left off though for your live stream, right? Yeah. So we when we left off, I in for fifteen hundred. I've got like five hundred in front of me. I'm getting torched. I mean, just every card that can come wrong is going wrong. I'm three betting, trying to make plays. I'm getting four bet every single time I bet three bet with kind of like marginal type hands. It's just, it's all going to shit. I can't wait for the live stream to be over. And we're not even halfway through. It's a. God, isn't that so weird? Because, like, can you just, I mean, I guess you could leave if you run out of money, but definitely seems weird to rack up 500 and walk off. Oh yeah, it's a one hundred percent. Well, yeah, I, I I think I could leave, but I like it would have to definitely be a bust out. I don't think I'd be like, well, 
I know this money's on the table, but it was never really in play. <laughs> or you win a big pot and Glitch is like, finally broke even, gotta go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm just just getting torched. Uh, it gets a little halfway through the, the live stream, and I'm just like, oh, God, I can't. I'm just, I'm super frustrated. It, it goes from just nothing will work out to card deadness, and finally, I end up with pocket aces. This will probably be the only time I ever play Pocket Aces this way. But I am in the small blind. Yeah. Uh, so the guy to my left is three betting more than anybody I've ever seen in, in probably 15 years of playing poker. Uh, it's a raised pot. It comes around. There's like two to three there's like two raises it comes around to me i just go ahead and decide to flat call with aces uh the guy's three bet more than anybody i've ever seen and i just create the squeeze opportunity that i mean i think he's gonna three bet a ton what do you think about this um, I mean, I, I mean, you're not going to like what I say, but <laughs> this is what I've always say whenever this happens. Um, every situation, right. Is obviously, you know, kind of has its, um, different details in every, every situation. But here's my caveat to that. If you, if this is what you do when he flats behind and you get stacked here, you got no one to blame, but yourself, you get exactly what you deserve. That's what I always say. I understand that every situation can be different, but when I get stacked in a situation where I try doing something that I know is not optimal, I guess, um, it just run, you know, just not, I mean, kind of gambling, <laughs> gambling on that guy. Oh, 100%. Uh, luckily, I make the flat call and he makes it 80. Folds around to me. And this is, I like to say, non-traditional on every part of the hand. I make the flat call. <laughs> I was like, and I fold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super traditional. <laughs> he, he three he three bets, I fold. Uh, can never be too careful. Can't lose money that you don't put in the pot. Uh, so I just end up flat calling. Is this heads up? This is heads up. Okay. Uh, and my theory, is, my theory is, cause I will remember looking back at the stream and they're like, obviously he's going to raise here and I just choose to call the theory behind here was if I limp. Oh yeah. I mean, re-raise here. I mean, this looks just ridiculously strong. The pot at this point, I have like 500 something in front of me. Once I call, this is now nearly a $200 pot. It's not going to be hard to get all the money in. Oh, yeah. No, I don't mind any. I mean, basically, you're going to just rip it all in. When you're going to check it over to him. He's going to bet you're all in on any flop, basically. Uh, it's going to be, be around something like that. Mm-hmm. So I end up making the call. The flop comes king high. He down bets to like 60 or something. I'll make a call. Uh, it was probably like king 7-5 or something like that. Something... Nothing, nothing crazy. The uh, the turn is kind of a blank. Uh, pretty much everything would be a blank here. Actually, there's not one hand that I wouldn't put money in the that I would not jam here. Oh is. yeah. So uh, regardless of the turn, he ch- he checks. I jam. Wait, wait. I thought you were in the small blind. 
No, I was. I must have been on the button. Yeah. Gotcha. I, okay. Yeah, I definitely was in position. Uh. So I was the button. He was a small blind. So that's a. But he checks on the turn. I jam. He kind of hems and hauls for a little bit and ends up making the call. This seems nice. Yeah. Uh, and then the rivers, uh, which we call it the, a complete blank. Aces are good. He had pocket jacks. Yeah, that seems I mean, ooh, kind of a weird call with King High, but, you know, King High on the flop. But Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a very... Uh, He's a player who will kind of make light calls, make bluffs, and everything like that. He's, I, I would say an action player, but, I mean, with definitely a thought behind it as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, a little bit more savvy of an action player. Yeah, I would say that. It's a, So, really, it didn't matter how I played this, because if it's aces versus jacks, he, I mean, we are going to get it all in anyways, because he mentioned on there, it's like, well... He's like, why didn't you raise whatever? I was like, well, the 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 SPR is gonna really cease to matter at that point. Mm-hmm. But that was a gigantic help because now instead now I'm not even I'm not by anywhere even, but I, now it's within range. Mm-hmm. From there, I go on a tear, just hitting like top pairs, going crazy, like hitting. I hit like I think two sets and just go on the run of my life. I go from down over a thousand to up over thirteen hundred. Oh God, that is nice. Yeah, so it was just ended up just the terror from hell. I mean, never been happier because I mean, it's one thing when you're down that much, just to get back to even is absolutely the biggest win, and to get it back to where I am now just was just great. So. I run into a monster. They announced the last five hands of the hands of the stream. Nothing I hate worse than being card dead. I'm praying that you don't give me anything. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Especially after that run. I mean, it would be a disaster to get stacked. I am up <clears throat> over 1300 uh, I'm up, I think, over $1,300. I was down over a like maybe not over a grand like right at a grand. It's been a twenty three hundred dollars swing. I could not be happier to walk out of here with a profit. So I'm like, well, just deal me nothing, and I'm gonna play tight and call it good. I get dealt ace king. <laughs> you know what I would have done in this situation? How many hands were left? Uh, I think three. Well, whenever I get my first card, I always look at it. If I would have seen the ace, I would have put it on the RFID card reader and then caught the other card beforehand and mucked it without them being able to see it. But <laughs> Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's just me. But that I mean, I tell you what, I mean, not something you should do, but it's definitely something I'm going I I'm gonna look at doing. Yeah. Uh so what you call it? We end up a. Uh, I get. I end up getting Ace King. Uh, I'm never whether really on a, a stream or not. I'm if I'm gonna get hands like this, I'm definitely gonna play them. You only get so many of them. They're positive EV. I raise to fifteen. Mm, I think even more. I think I raised to twenty. <laughs> I was about to say that game this was been so big. Like the, the, this has easily been the biggest game I've ever played. It's only one three. I played like five five and stuff like that. Two five. I've never played a game ever this big. There's been more four bet pots than I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I think I raised it to twenty or twenty five. 
goes, somebody makes it 75. There are four calls, and it comes back to me. <laughs> oh, man. Now you're really wishing you would have done that <laughs> mucket thing. <laughs> so, what do you do here? I mean, I probably raised to, like, 500 or something. A raise to 500. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's one of those that even if you don't want to, like, when we study, when I study as much poker as I do, like, it, it just goes against your grain to make a wrong decision. I mean, you definitely, I think probably ca- I thought about calling for a split second here. Oh, God. that but, would, I mean, that would have been the real disaster. But, I mean, there's all this dead money on there. Like, I raise, there's now, the person who three bet has been three betting literally just the most insane hands ever. So the three bet means nothing. There's a bunch of flat calls. You're not showing a whole lot of strength. So I bet I raised to 500. What if you just ripped it here? He, he does. <laughs> no, no. What if you just did? I thought about it. It definitely crossed my mind. I mean, because that, I mean, you take down all that dead money. I mean, that'd be pretty nice too. Well, and no- then it also simplifies his hand. Oh, yeah. Well, not to mention, like, I mean, if I make it 500 and I get a call. I mean, there's a thousand in the pot. I mean, my SPR is like one and a half. Includes <laughs> <laughs> like imagine if I that's even if I don't even have as much as I think I have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I make it five hundred. Uh, uh, but guess what? It's not a problem because the three better ends up ripping it all in for twelve fifty. Mm. It goes to the next guy who tanks for a long time. Because I was like, well, once he once he does this, it's just gonna just fold it around real quick. This guy tanks forever, and I'm like, there's no way you can have really anything that's would make sense. It's a good probably three or four minutes. Uh, he folds it folds back around to me. What did he have? Do you he have? had pocket queens. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it was. I honestly don't think it's that bad of a fold. Uh, <laughs> I was like, because I'm about to fold Ace King. <laughs> 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 Getting insane odds. Well, okay, once it comes back around to me and I four bet there, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not doing that with jacks. So I'm only doing that with Ace King, Aces are Kings. So when you do that, you're either deciding to coin flip for just an insane amount of money. Are you never doing it with jacks? Not in this spot. No, I'm considerate sometimes. Five hundred, and a, I mean a huge portion of a gigantic stack on the. But I mean, it was just such a great spot for you too, though. Uh, it's it's a really good spot, but I mean, it's dangerous. I'm not saying it's fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I mean, you know, it's also a good spot. Calling with jacks and hoping to God it's over pair. You hit a set, uh, but. I honestly didn't think he got a, he got some shit for the fold. I did not think it was that bad of a fold. I, I think against my range here, like there's gonna be a lot of times he's up against aces or kings, and when he's not, it's a coin flip. I mean, I don't. I, I thought it was, I thought it was just a perfectly fine fold here. Uh, it folds. It does end up folding around to me. Everyone else folds pretty quickly. I. Once I'm here, I'm never folding here. I'm, a, I'm making a snap call against somebody who has been getting it in super light all night long, and now I'm getting ridiculous odds. So, 
I make the call. Uh, he has Jack Ten suited against mm. Ace King. <laughs> Do you remember uh, in the one two game or one one game whenever I was in the same spot for like fifteen hundred and one one game, <laughs> all in pre flop just like this. Oh God! You remember that? This is, I mean, I don't, same I don't. same sob story. Go ahead. Yeah, he fl- <laughs> actually flops a flush draw with a ton of outs. Uh, turn is br- turn is a brick. River is a magical ten. <laughs> oh wait, oh, he flopped a pair and a flush draw. Is no, that... he just flopped a flush draw, but oh, he hit the pair you're... on the river. Oh God! So. I just wanted I just wanted five hands where I could fold and end up losing. Got, got to be the biggest pot, one of the big, one of the biggest pots of my life. I would assume. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm losing bigger pots than that and not remembering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I wouldn't know. I would remember balling that much. <laughs> yeah. How much, so how big did the pot end up being? Uh, just the pot was. Oh, it's so big. There's so much dead money in there too. Yeah, it was like twenty six. It was. I mean, like, probably 2,900. Yeah, so basically three. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's sad. Super hurtful. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was, uh, so that was a stream. Uh, it ended up, like, I was still profitable, I think, get that. I was profitable, like, like 40 bucks after being up for 1,300. So it wasn't the worst. For having been down 1,000, you know, it is what it is. You, uh, when that's... <laughs> You make that bed, you got to lay in it. But it was super funny because uh, I was doing this, I was commentating the stream tonight, <laughs> and in the last five hands, I uh, the guy who had been winning the most gets ace king and mucks ace king. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I get it. <laughs> yeah, what's it called? Uh, I mean, he probably watched you on stream. Was like, I'm not being that guy. I mean, you don't want to be. Trust me. <laughs> If anything, that's a heads-up play right there. <laughs> that's so funny. At least it's on video, so I can go back and watch it again for fun. <laughs> Tyler's like, I'm going to fall asleep laughing to it tonight. <laughs> Tyler's like, I think he's actually crying on the live stream. <laughs> so... That was uh that was that was uh that so yeah that's that's my uh I guess ha- not an unhappy story I clawed back out of a huge ditch but pretty unhappy ending to that story <laughs> yeah, it's uh so but uh so you we didn't usually we'll when we uh do these podcasts we'll kind of do a lead up to Vegas like everywhere that we uh are gonna play different tournaments we might do what stakes cash games. Your Vegas trip kind of snuck up on us, so we actually didn't even do a preamble. Nobody knew you were going, so we just uh, so go ahead and give me the rundown of your Vegas trip. So I'm staying at the Golden Nugget, and I had never played at the Golden Nugget room before. And I mean, I go there, so I, I just went there for the first time ever, and they have all these promotions going on. Basically, if you get, I think it's like quad eights or better. Like, so all the quads, all the straight flushes, like, they've had, like, bonus from five, like, five high straight flush. And then, I mean, just all these different bonuses that were rotating on a progressive. So it started at 50, and then just some of them were, like, one of them was $1,200. Here's a question for you while, while we're going, to, while you're telling me about this. Do you prefer that they have the promotions, or would you rather them not? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
That this one I don't mind because, like you always say, this is one that people are gonna hit. Oh, because they have this one, and they also have the high hand of the hour. On the hours that I was playing, every um, hour, whoever had the high hand got two hundred dollars. If no one hit aces full, it would go to four hundred that next hour. See, I'm kind of the same way, especially on vacation. I feel like with these exact promotions and how they are like geared towards being hit more, they're probably lower amounts for the most part, but geared to hit more often. I actually do like these promotions. I think it adds something to the game, a game that can kind of sometimes be very grindy and dull. It's an added incentive, especially when I'm on vacation and I'm more like I'm more incentivized. I always like Golden Nugget for this because it's one of the only casinos out there that has promotions like this. Maybe the outside of near between downtown and the strip, maybe the only one. So I was just kind of curious what you thought. Well, so I show up at the table takes for, it seems like it takes forever to get on the table, but it's not really that long because they have so many cables going and I show up and the table is just, I mean, a bonanza. I mean, there's bottles of crown on the table. I mean, people are playing like 1500 effective. I mean, just the wildest game going on, right? This is great. I mean, this drunk guy is saying there's no more limping. He's raising every pan like $25. And it's 1-2. So, I mean, it's just kind of, you know, I mean, just going crazy. And um, I end up, uh, I won a few hands. None that were that crazy. I had one where, oh, well, this was this one was pretty crazy. I had ace-queen. I raised it um, pre-flop. Got it heads up, flop trips. And I'm like sitting there thinking I'm setting the trap and everything. And then I river the queen. And now I'm like, oh, we made it. I so go, you have a full boat? Yeah, I have the nuts. Okay. The Yeah, the nuts on this board. And I go all in. <laughs> or sorry, I raise. He goes all in. I snap call. We both have ace queen, which happens to be the high hand for $400. And then we chop the high hand. So that was kind of cool. That's pretty good. I mean, it's kind of hurtful that you uh, didn't end up winning a hand where you're almost 99.9% to win. But I'll tell you what, really nice to get that high hand. to uh, You chopped $400? Yep, so he's got two, yes. I mean, that's I mean, that's a pretty good win right there, especially considering y'all were just going to probably take a loss where the casino took a rake. Absolutely. And then here's something else that was crazy. The game starts getting so wild. Some guy sits down with 10K effective. Holy crap, man. Mm hmm. Yep, yep. I mean, so this game is just wild, right? Now, here is um, the hand that was really interesting. So I end up rivering a four card straight, right? I think I had, I had some random, I mean, the moral of the story is I end up with a four card straight, right? Okay. Drunk crazy guy who I saw make an angle before. And by four card straight, you mean you have a straight and yes. it's just the oh. you have one card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Me, let's clarify that. I mean, I know I know what you mean, but I, I can if someone were listening to the podcast for the first time, they'd be like, wow, some dipshits right here. <laughs> I mean, they still probably, but you know, <laughs> okay. like Clint went all in with Ace King, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, okay. So, this guy makes his... So, let me give you a little backstory. Okay. This is the drunk action player. Guy bets pretty big on the river. He puts his cards 
face up over the line like he's folding. Right? Face up? Face up. So you know what he has? No, no. This, this. I'm not in this hand. I'm just telling you what I saw. Okay. This is a hand beforehand. So he puts him face up, and then the guy shows him the same hand. And the guy goes, oh, I didn't fold. I'm calling. We have the same hand. And they let that play, and he chops the pot. Wait, okay. This is very confusing. So he okay, flips so we're it. Okay, he... the river. Okay. This guy and one other guy. He bets, like, let's just say 100. He then turns over ace six. Okay. Which was just pair of sixes, like bottom pair. Puts him over the line like he's folding. The dealer doesn't scoop him. And the other guy then shows him the same hand. Like, hey, look, we have the same hand because he thought he folded. Right. And he goes, I didn't fold, and throws in the, the call. Says, why would I fold if we have the same hand? Ooh, man, that's kind of dicey right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I take mental note of this. Okay. Right? So that's just kind of giving you some backstory to this hand. Okay. So we're now in this pretty big pot now on the river. Uh, I'm betting, I bet $100 on the river with my, four, my straight that I just, um, that I'd like turned. Okay. And... He had to have had a set because $100 was like one-fourth of the pot, right? Okay. So here, I'll put exactly what I had. So I bet 100 on the river. He he says, so he has the chips in his hand. He slides them over the line and says a straight is good and then waits for a reaction from me and then doesn't drop a chip and then pulls his chips back because I gave him no reaction. Mm-hmm. And I told the dealer, I said, ooh, that's close right there. I said, I don't know what's going on with this. That's close. Like, that's forward motion, everything, you know? Yeah. He then calls the floor, and then the guy knew he was angling, so he just threw the $100 chip in. And then yeah. I was good. Man, like, this is really good catch by you to have him call the floor on this. I mean, a lot of people might have just let it go or something like that. It's And like I say, I'm usually on players like this who's recreational. I'll let... Uh, I'll be more lenient, but when somebody's obviously doing this as an angle and they've already done something that's already angly, it's very different to uh, than someone who's like new or just doesn't know what they're going on or is just you know like an action and all that. This is, I think, this was a really heads up move by you to like have them call the floor, especially after seeing them already get away with it once. Yeah, I didn't tell him to call the floor. I just said that's close, you know. And then he, the dealer, instantly called the floor. Yeah, and then that guy put the call in i won a giant pot ended up being up eight hundred dollars um the first session of the night which was you know definitely how you want to kick it off it's it's nice in vegas where you get like these dealers because it sounds like this dealer knew like the minute you mentioned it that you know what needed to be done like sometimes when you're in different places around that aren't as well versed you know it's I've seen it kind of just go well, weird. I mean, there's something. I mean, there's just certain things that just aren't going to be tolerated in the casino versus things that might be tolerated in a poker room. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, that's exactly where I was going with that. That's uh, I, I'm like, I love the way that I love how you responded to it, and I love how the dealer handled it. 
And then, shit, I mean, once that guy knew it was caught, I liked that he did it even before the floor got there, too. I mean, yeah. he's, he, he might be a crappy, angly person, but you know what? Go ahead and just throw the chip in there. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, he knew. As soon as they called the floor, he was like, oh, no. He goes, no need, no need. <laughs> Put the money in. <laughs> yeah, so. But that was, you know, big, big win at the beginning, which was nice. That's always nice. It always takes a lot of pressure off when you get that first big win. I mean, because kind of when you start, like, at least for me on a first game of a trip, and then it goes kind of like sideways, and then you have another one, and you start to feel like it's like one of those snowballs that are just going downhill. It's always nice to get a big win at the beginning, and now the pressure's off, and you're like, well, if I lose a couple, I'm just back down to even, and I can restart. And if I win, then I'm really gaining momentum. No, 100%. I mean, it was a very wild session. Um, I mean, it's funny because, I mean, I was in for 300, but I was down to 150, which in the grand scheme, I mean, that's not that much off of a $300 stack. Right. But I ended up cashing out for 1100 Man, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, so that was, that was nice. And it was just... I mean, that was basically the the big hand of the session. I don't want to, you know, sit here and tell you about me just getting awesome hands and people getting less. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Tyler's like, I played well. I coolered. I coolered yeah. shitloads of people. I cooler people. I got the high hand. <laughs> so I mean, that's basically, you know, you know how you win at poker. You get sets when they get two pair. When they get set, when they get sets, you get straights. <laughs> but yeah, that's a. And I'm kind of very envious because that was the first time you've ever played at Golden Nugget, and it's known for being uncapped, these wild kind of games. And every game I've ever played there was just just grindy as shit and kind of horrible. I've always wanted to, and after after many sessions, never gotten there. And you go one time, and it's like the session that I've been wanting to see there every time. Oh, no, 100%. I mean... It was just nonstop action whenever I was there. So, but yeah, I mean, and I guess, did you also play any other sessions while I was my first week in Vegas or my first, after my first session? Uh, I don't think so. I did the live stream. So what I've, this is what I've got coming up in future podcasts. Cause we're just kind of in a, yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of backed up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have another live stream where it's pretty action-packed on that. And then uh, I also did commentary tonight. I don't know that we've covered much of that. I was about to say. I mean, I kind of like just say like what it was like doing it for the first time maybe. Uh, and But outside of that. Well, I mean, shoot, well, that's fresh on your mind. Let's roll out with that just i mean how was the experience of doing the um commentary are we going to do any more of your vegas trip? no i want to i want to save them for the next one because i have really good notes on them but i don't want to mess them up out of order okay that's that fair. was yeah because i was looking at it and i was like i have some really interesting hands but i just had that guy angling hitting the high hand and then i want to get my notes situated for next episode on those i just don't want to mess them up because they're pretty good hands or interesting at least okay it's a so it was, it was pretty neat uh, doing commentary for the first time. End up uh, doing the 1-3 game over at Champions. So where do you record it? Are you in a different room? I mean, that's something I always wonder. Where You're you in like a people? trailer. Out of the building? Yeah, out of the building. 
Oh, that's crazy. Okay. And is it on, it's on a time delay, I assume. It's on a time delay. So you're, you're like each, each person uh, has their own screen that they're watching and you're ba- and you're doing commentary off that screen. Uh, I have a computer, there was a computer where you could see the chat and everything. And it was really cool. That's, I was kind of blown away by how tough it was at the beginning because I watch a lot of poker and everything, but it's one thing to watch it and keep up with the action. It's another thing to keep, you know, you're having a conversation with your with the co-host there, and you're also keeping up with the action, and then you're hearing both the the everybody who's a microphone on the table and your and the host on there through your headset. So at first, I mean, it was it's, it was kind of it was a lot to take in at first. It definitely took a while to get like underway. I definitely saw like your podcasting. Um, I guess you'd call it skill. I guess loses the terms, but uh, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> recognizing because I I tuned in to listen to some. Like whenever there was down like you know dead air time, being able to keep the conversation going, and I could definitely tell like some of the podcasting kind of paid off on the commentary because I would think it'd be hard to just. I mean, five hours still five hours, no matter what's going on. <laughs> yeah, the uh, it definitely helped with like the nervousness because I've been you know I'm so we're so used to being in front of microphones. And remember the first time we were in front of a microphone, we we couldn't get through six minutes where we were like, we've got nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah. What, what do we do? I mean, we, we'd have like a type of notes, like a page. Of, we, now we have no notes, and we the, yeah. we have a page of notes, and we're like th- three minutes, 30 seconds into this 45-minute podcast. We're like, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. But I definitely saw like some of the podcasting um kind of be put be put on display a bit that was pretty interesting at least that was kind of, it was a uh, very interesting uh to do that and like i say you're kind of mad you're also i was you're trying to let the table like talk and do their thing and then not talk over them so that people because that's always fun to like listen to the table talk i didn't want to drown that out with this us constantly going when that was going i know what you better say but which one did you like more commentating or doing the podcast Oh, podcast. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, well, I will say this: the podcast way less effort. <laughs> it's like I do it in my apartment. <laughs> yeah, if I if I had to if I had to, if I had to sit here and talk to you for five straight hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it was a, uh, it was cool because they're both alike, but they're both different. So they're both in in front of a microphone. You're both uh, you're dealing with you're uh, with a co-host on both of them, but it's kind of it was it was a different experience. Was it a little nerve wracking? Not like knowing it was basically live that there's no edit that out or <laughs> start it over real quick. <laughs> you know what? I didn't really think about it that. Much. Had you mentioned that before, I might not have even done it. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a good point. I'm I'm glad I didn't call you for tips uh, before I did this. Yeah, I'm like all that stuff you normally say during the podcast. Don't say that. I can't edit it out. Well, okay. Here's the good thing about it is I had so little pressure because I was like, I don't think there's going to be that. I told the host, I don't think there's going to be that many people watching the stream. Why? Why would you think it's that? It's the first NFL game of the year. 
Oh, showed you how much I watch sports, uh, but okay. <laughs> and then uh, Texas Card House had a $50,000 one-day tournament guarantee. Hmm. So, I mean, I got to imagine a lot of people who would normally watch that stream, you know, it's going to be a Houston base, are going to be at that tournament. So I was like, well, I don't, this seems like going to be a rough, I can't imagine that this is a, a great day for. Yeah, the numbers, right? Yeah, so I, so it was a little less uh, nerve-wracking just because I was like, well, I don't think there's going to be that many, it, this is going to be a tough, there's a, there's going to be a tough uh, sell against both of those things. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was cool to have like, have an experience of doing something different in the poker world that I've always thought that would be really cool to do and got a chance to do it and it was it was really cool today nice i guess on that note this concludes the textbook of podcast we'll talk to you next week that was the texas poker podcast go ahead and rack up add time and we'll see you next week